Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast of Trading Punches. So I know it's been a couple of weeks since you've heard our last podcast. And uh, I'm sorry for that. But unfortunately, we did have some unforeseen circumstances come up. And we did have a couple of trips planned that Victor and I had to go on. And so we are now back on track. However, I am missing my sidekick, which is my husband, Victor Ortiz, who is not here to do his portion of the podcast. But I'm going to go ahead and go forward and do my portion of the podcast. So let me go ahead and start from where I had left off. I know that I had discussed the fact that I was living in a house where everything on the outside was so beautiful. And however, on the inside, it was, in my opinion, horrific, the sexual abuse that was going on. So I know that there were many times that my mom and dad were traveling. And unfortunately, who do you think they got to babysit us? The perpetrator. And I know that I said his name earlier. I will continue to say his name, which was Billy. I won't even refer him as my uncle. His name was Billy, is Billy. I don't even know if he's around. I don't speak to him. But however, he was the one that was always chosen to babysit us. And this was something that had occurred every time he came to our home. And so my mom and dad had traveled. They would travel on the weekends and uh, go on these short trips. And Billy would be the one babysitting. And wouldn't you know it, he would always, always come into my room or mine and my sister's room and it would be the whole routine again where he was constantly touching us inappropriately and um, doing things that I won't go into just yet so graphically but needless to say I would always say gosh how does my mom not know how does she not know? There is no way that you could not tell that your own child is being sexually abused. That, to me, to this day, baffles me. I know I had asked my mother later on, uh, moving forward in the story, and I was in my early 30s, and I had discussed it with my mother and had asked her, did you ever know? And my mother had told me that she thought that I was acting out in odd ways. There were things that I was doing at a young age that was very inappropriate uh, for someone my age, which at that time, she said I was about eight years old. And so I recall one time my mom and my stepdad had taken me to a doctor um, actually, it was a psychiatrist. And I recall my mother having me go into the office alone with him. And I remember him handing me a piece of paper and a pencil. And he said, 
I want you to draw a picture of what you have been telling your mother that has been happening, which again, later on in life, my mom says that conversation had never happened and she doesn't remember. So I can either choose to not believe my mother or I can choose to believe her and move on. However, I recall drawing a picture. The picture was me laying down and then there was a picture of Billy on top of me. And so Billy wasn't the only perpetrator that victimized me, that molested me. There were others. Uh, There were two neighbors that had also molested me. This was before my younger sister Tracy was born. And so I recall this psychiatrist saying, okay, what is this picture? I literally can remember this. And I said, well, that's me laying down and that's Billy on top of me. And I remember him asking, what is it that Billy does? And I said, do you want me to tell you? He said, no, I want you to show me. So I showed him things that he had done and he had given me stuffed animals for me to show him what was going on. And so I went ahead and did what I was asked by the doctor. And then my visit was over. And then I remember walking out to my mom and to my stepdad. And I do recall my mother asking me how the meeting went. And I just told her, well, he asked me to draw pictures. And I showed him things with my stuffed animals. But other than that, I don't really remember anything after that. I do remember uh, explaining to my mom and telling her. And then I remember being at home and I do remember acting out in different ways. I remember my aunt, my aunt Cheryl, who was babysitting us at the time, um, And why Billy wasn't around that particular time, I'm not quite sure. But I do remember. And I remember acting out with my next door neighbor. Her name was Carrie. And I remember telling her, let's start a fire. So I remember going in the garage. And at that time, I believe I was in third grade. So I was probably eight years old. And I remember starting a fire in the trash can. I took a bunch of newspapers and I threw them in the trash can. And I started this fire. And I just remember the fire, of course, igniting and getting larger. And then I got scared and I ran into the house and I blamed Carrie. I lied up and down and said, it was Carrie that did it. It was, she did it. She started the fire. And of course, uh, we both got in trouble and uh, Cheryl had to put the fire out. And after that had happened, I just remember acting out in different ways. I remember I would walk down to the local liquor store with Carrie and I would steal candy. I would just take it and put it in my pockets. And so there was different things that I was acting out. I would hit kids in school, but these were signs that something was going on. 
but nobody was coming to my aid. Nobody was helping me. And so as we move forward, I remember we moved. We ended up moving from the current house that we were living in, and we ended up moving into a much larger house. It was a two-story house, and it had a swimming pool that was put in by my stepdad who built swimming pools. And we had the pool put in, jacuzzi and all that good stuff. And I remember, again, thinking, wow, I'm far. I'm far away from Billy, and I'm far from the neighbors. One of the neighbor boys, his name was Bobby, and the other boy, his name was Jimmy. And so I was happy. I was far away from these boys. And I thought, wow, I'm never going to see Billy again. But wouldn't you know it, lo and behold, I was... Uh, 11 years old. I remember I was playing softball. I had started playing softball years before that. And I remember him coming over and he had a girl with him. And uh, I believe it was his girlfriend. And he, I remember I was going to the restroom and he had grabbed my arm and tried to stop me there and actually do things to me right there with other people in our house. And so I remember being very scared, thinking, oh my gosh, he knows where we live. Now this is going to happen again and again. And I just remember being so scared. And I thought, wow, maybe, maybe this is why I wet the bed, because of fear. I had fear. I would go to bed at night and I would have such fear that he would not only take me and kidnap me, and I had this fear that, that I would lose my mom and my stepdad and that he would be the one that would always have us. And so I just remember being in my room, being frightened, wetting the bed. I never got up to go to the bathroom and I actually wet the bed until I was 11 years old, which is quite old. But I had such tremendous fear of so many things. And I now know all these years later, after all the therapy that I've had, and all these years later, that I've learned that those things occurred and those things happened because of what was happening to me. And so... If there's anyone out there listening that has ever gone through sexual abuse, know this, that you are the victim and we're the victim, victim, but you can have victory. You don't have to allow any of these men or women, if it was women that abused you, you don't have to give them any more power. You can take that power back. And you don't have to allow them to keep you in fear and in bondage. Because that's what happens. We're in bondage because of the fear. We're in bondage because of the shame. We're in bondage and shame and fear thinking, wow, they have this much control because we're afraid of them. We're afraid of what might be said, or maybe what might not be said, or maybe they're not going to believe us. But know this, that Jesus Christ came 
and died on the cross for all of our sins. And that is how I got free. After I had given my life to Christ much later, and I will explain that as we go forward. That is the only way that I could have gotten free. Free of that bondage. Free of that fear. Free of that shame. And living the type of life that I was living. And so I want you to stay tuned for the next episode. And we will go more into great detail after from 11 years old on. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank you so much for your support. And if you ever just want to talk about anything else that maybe I haven't mentioned, you can contact me on my email to Shannon Ortiz 88 at Yahoo. Thank you so much.